This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Saturday, 21 October, Year of Our Lord, 2023. Um, we're here live at the, uh, at the CPAC strategy session. They're planning CPAC for next year, and you heard uh, Matt Schlapp yesterday. And I don't think it's up on their site yet, but we'll make sure we push all war and posse. Four days for 100 bucks. They want to make this the most important CPAC uh, in the history of CPAC. And so it's going to be four days general mission. $100 for four days. And remember what a great time you uh, rowdy war room posse had last year. We'll even have rowdier because you'll have more money to, uh, for adult beverages. 100 bucks for four days. Un un unheard of. So we'll make sure we get all that through there. I want to say... For a Saturday in Vegas, i got to thank my team and, of course, the people here at CPAC. I think this is the most star-packed show we've ever had. We have Jack Posobiec, E.J. Antoni, Alex Jones, Eric Prince, Danessa D'Souza, Caroline Wren, Ken Paxton, Mike Lindell, all of it. We've got breaking news. The Treasury Department, actually, as you know, we've been hounding them for the receipts. We want to see exactly where the nation's finances are. Because they're lying to you. Every day they lie to you. But you can see what's happening in the global bond markets, the capital markets, the mortgage markets, the stock market, everything. Your credit card, they're not lying to you. They're telling you what reality is. And Bloomberg's got a new poll out that says uh, folks' inability to basically live paycheck to paycheck is driving massive numbers for Donald J. Trump in, in uh, battleground states. EJ is going to join me in a second, but I want to get to Jack Basoba who's kind of changed his schedule up for Saturday with the boys to join us. Poso, here's what I'm worried about. The Axios has a, um, and we're going to get it up. Grace and Mo will get it up for me. They have five different newsletters today that are quite informative. Remember, Axios is the Mike Allen, uh, Vanderhey, uh, inside, tip sheet for the insiders in D.C., and they do, some, they do some good work. They've got five different elements of the Middle East war, everything from Persia's involvement to, to what's happening with, uh, really with what's Hamas's, the Muslim Brotherhood's military capabilities in Gaza, quite detailed. People over the weekend ought to read all five of them, and we'll get them up. Uh, the Messenger's got a great piece, uh, Jack. That is kind of along the lines you've been talking about. And this is that the Persians and Qatar, and Qatar remembers the nest of vipers right in the Gulf, have set a trap, laid a trap for both Israel and the United States in this Muslim Brotherhood Hamas attack last week. I know you've got a certain perspective on this. You've done an amazing job, Jack, being your naval intelligence officer over the last couple of days, talking about the assets the United States has in the region and how these assets have been under siege both with cruise missiles, uh, protests, etc. So walk us through your perspective, because I think, I think they're going to kick off the big show is going to be, I think, tonight or tomorrow. So we've got to get strapped in for it. Give us your perspective. 
Well, Steve, I appreciate it. And you've been doing incredible work here on the War Room as well uh, over at Human Events. What we're doing is trying to put the pieces together, connect the dots. And what you're seeing in Axios right now, what the Biden administration, the White House is doing, is all they can to prevent it, the true narrative from spilling out into the public that all of this is inextricably linked. It is all connected. And I threw a post up on X and Getter this morning. Russia has ordered the Russian Air Force to load up on hypersonics and put them at combat readiness. The Houthis have begun firing long-range missiles at Israel. U.S. bases being hit with drone attacks in Iraq and Syria. Iranian-backed militias across the Middle East are mobilizing. And if you think for a second that all of this is happening while Putin and Xi Jinping are holding their meeting, holding their meeting in Beijing, looking out at all of this, while the BRICS nations are rising, while uh, you've got Dugan and these other thinkers talking about how uh, talking about how the, the, the rise of the multipolar world, the nodes of the multipolar world, are all turning against what they view as the American and globalist empire, the globalist American empire. This is the time they have decided to make their move because they don't know what's going to happen, Trump or not, but they know that now is the time that they want to do this because they want to remove U.S. presence from world affairs. Every single one of our troops in the Middle East, whether you're on a ship at sea, whether you're on base, you have to be, understand that you are now in harm's way. These drones, these kamikaze drone attacks from the Shahad 3s that Iran has, they can, they can penetrate bases, they can penetrate defenses. Can we take out 10? Can we take out 20? Yeah. How about a swarm of 100 all at once? That's the question that I have for the captains of those U.S. aircraft carriers that are sitting right off of the coast of TARDIS. Okay, I've got to ask you, you know, the Biden administration, their, their move, as they've said, to stop a broader war and to stop the, uh, the party of God, which is Hezbollah. Remember, Hezbollah is just a Lebanese faction of the Persian. It's a proxy arm of the Persians military, uh, you know, revolutionary guard. It's their proxy in that part of the world. And, and they're very tough and very smart. President Trump is absolutely correct about how you describe them. You have two carrier strike battle groups in the eastern Mediterranean. That's, I don't know, twelve to 20,000 sailors, Marines, airmen. Uh, when, when Putin puts a hyper, I'm, I'm worried enough about the drones, but when Putin says he puts his hypersonics on full alert, is the eastern Mediterranean not a shooting gallery that we've exposed American uh, sailors uh, to, sir? Steve, we need to, people need to understand that, that these hypersonics, and, and I've been saying it all week on human events, and then Putin gets up there in Moscow and says the exact same thing. He says these hypersonics with a range of up to 1,000 kilometers, speeds reaching upwards of Mach 9. You see, you've got what? You've got Seawiz on there. Then you've got your, your standard missile 3 up from one of, your, one of our Arleigh Burke destroyers. Is it going to be able to take that out? Is that going to, you can intercept a Houthi rocket, sure. But how about a, a hypersonic missile at Mach 9 with 5,000 sailors apiece on these aircraft carriers that are now sitting within range of these ships? And keep in mind, 
keep in mind that if you're parked close enough off the coast of Tardis in Syria, Latakia, you've got anti-ship cruise missiles, you've got ballistics, you've got all sorts of stuff yep. that are sitting right there now within range. Yep. And, oh, by the way, Lebanese Hezbollah yep. even picked off uh, an Israeli SAR-5 ship with an anti-ship cruise missile almost over a decade ago. They have the ability. Hezbollah is not, you know, Hamas. They're not strapping on headbands and riding paragliders and motorcycles. No. That is a military. No. That is a non-state military force if, if, set up by the Iranian if, Revolutionary Guard Corps. The, 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 the Hezbollah right now is, I think, pound for pound, the finest, finest light infantry unit in the world with more combat experience than any uh, unit in the world. I mean, this is this is like a real war. This is not uh, this is not going to be special forces going in for some strikes. There's a piece I think it's on the messenger. I've got it up on Getter, and if Mo and uh, Captain Bannon or if Captain Bannon and Grace can share it, the, the defense minister in Israel actually walked through yesterday what the strategy is. It's three phases. One, it's a massive ground campaign backed by air and missile strikes to get to, not just at, at the Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhoods military capability to get down into the tunnels and take out any of their security capability. Number two is to hold it. And number three is then to put new leadership in there. So in his outlining, I mean, the Israelis are pretty upfront. This is going to be nasty and they're not going to stop until they dug it all out. Walk me through, Jack, your best idea of how this develops, because this could start within the next 24 hours. Look, Steve, and I understand they're focused on the tactical picture, but I'm talking operational and strategic focus. This isn't going to end with Gaza, whatever happens there. This isn't going to end with the ground operation. This isn't going to end even if they take out all of Hamas. This is exactly what Hamas has wanted from the start. They want to incite a holy war in which the Muslim world rises up against Israel. And, oh, by the way, now you can, you can say whatever you want about the situation, but who do they blame for everything that Israel does? Oh, right, the United States of America. Remember, in their rhetoric, uh, Israel is the little Satan, and we are the great Satan across the sea. Uh, so anything that Israel does, people need to understand that they will consider that an act of war by who? Oh, that's right, the Americans at the same time. They don't care. They don't see any Big distinction. Time. They want holy war, civilizational conflict, the West versus the Muslim world. And depending on how big this thing is, they might actually get it. Uh, Jack, um, you're up on uh, – are you doing any specials on the human events? I know you're up on uh, Getter. You're up on Twitter. You're up on all those. What, what can, how can people follow you this weekend to uh, follow this closely? Look, we're, we're up, we're running stuff all weekend, we're talking about, and we're going to go through, we're going to walk through the U.S. history of who exactly funded these terrorist groups to begin with, the fact that, unfortunately, the U.S. intel community is up to their neck in it. This is all these great ideas from Brennan and Clapper and all the way back that we're going to work up these yes. proxy forces, yes. and then it incites what? Yes. What's it called? Blowback. Blowback. The same yes. when Muhammad Atta flew that plane into the World Trade Center, yep. he was talking about the Palestinians. No. So keep in mind, yep. folks, this is yep. all inextricably linked. Yep. And if you think if you think that it's going to end here, all I got to say is two words for you: stay yep. frosty, stay frosty. No, no, no. You, you 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 make a great point. We're on every side of this trade. 
you know, we're, we're paying for the Egyptians, we're paying for the Jordanians, we're, we're up to their neck, we're financing their intelligence apparatus, the Saudis, UAE, uh, Qatar, we've got the largest base in the Middle East is in Qatar, a sworn enemy of the United States. We're on every side of this trade. This thing couldn't be more screwed up. Couldn't be more screwed up. So, Jack, thank you so much. We'll be, uh, we'll be closely following that. So thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it. God bless. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for the support for Human Events. Thanks, brother. Yeah, make sure you go to Jack. Uh, uh, get him on Twitter. Get her. He's over at True Social everywhere. Amazing analysis. Uh, we were doing this live a couple of Saturdays ago when it was happening, and Jack's uh, analysis of this was just dead spot on. Let me go to uh, – I've got EJ and Tony. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza is going to join us in a few minutes, but I want to go to EJ. EJ, uh, with your prodding, you know, you had to be all over the Treasury Department. I don't know. They were two weeks late. 10 days late. The Treasury finally came out yesterday with the numbers. Have you had a, uh, have you had a chance to do a, a quick and dirty look at them? Yes, Stephen. And as we suspected, things are, things are not looking that good. The, the idea that we were somehow going to rake in $5 trillion in revenue this year, that was a complete and total miss. And frankly, a lot of the, the outlay data is, uh, I would say, suspicious, to say the least, because what the Treasury has essentially done is tr- transferred over $300 billion of expenses forward from the 2023 fiscal year to the 2024 fiscal year. In other words, this is money that has already been allocated and will eventually be spent, except that we just basically didn't count it in fiscal year 2023. So what, in other words, revenues are down and expenses are up uh, more than than what was initially estimated. Okay, hang on for a second. I'm going to hold you through the break. And if Denver, I don't know if I've gotten to him. I, w- I want to put the, the summary that counts up. Let me be brutally frank. The government of the United States, the Treasury Department, just lied to you. You can't trust these people on anything. It's a bald-faced lie. We called it back when they did the debt deal that the, the, fisc- the deficit was going to be $2 trillion. It's one point, And we said it was going to be $2 trillion because the tax revenues, everything was going to be below $5 trillion. Well, guess what? It came in at four point four trillion. It was almost a six hundred billion dollar miss, and yet they still didn't hit the two trillion. It's one point seven trillion deficit. That is going to be a nightmare for this country to handle. But they're already playing around with the expenditure number. This number, I think, was actually greater than two trillion dollars. We're gonna get to the bottom of it next. EJ and Tony, one of Steve Moore's uh, partners, also over at Heritage. We're gonna drill down. We got. Dinesh D'Souza, Caroline Wren, we got Eric Prince, Alex Jones, Ken Paxton, Mike Lindell. Wow, who did this lineup? Great job, producers. Back in a moment. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. No, I'm not making that up. That is a fact. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. Let that sink in for a second. In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your personal finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. 
If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold 2. But learn for yourself. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer, if you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into IRA into gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Bannon to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call Birch. Because if digital currency becomes a reality, and trust me, they're on the path to make it so, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. It's only worked for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Let Birch Gold work for you. Bannon. 989898, text it right now. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, I want to thank the team at Birch Gold, uh, birchgold.com slash war room. The Bloomberg poll I talked about at the beginning, uh, Bloomberg's got a poll out that shows that uh, the reason Trump, and this follows on their poll, that I think they actually released it a day or two ago. It shows Trump leading in six of the seven battleground states and tied in Michigan. They get behind the numbers on another article, an analytical article they put up. And the reason is, wait for it, people who are working as hard as they can possibly work, the good householders and good citizens in our country are, far, are falling farther and farther behind every day. And this is because the new... Uh, the reset in our economy at higher interest rates coming off a decade of near zero interest rates or free money, which didn't help. Remember, when you're at zero interest rates, overall, it doesn't really help the working. It's very tough for you to get any capital uh, formation because your money market doesn't pay anything. Your savings account doesn't pay anything. Your checking account doesn't pay anything. It's just whatever comes off the sweat of your brow. But now that we've gone to, and this is why inflation is a very, it's, it's, very important to look at the real inflation number, but in your lived experience, what's going to be just as important is the interest rates. Because when they say we're in a consumer society, not a production society, we're in a consumer society, what they're really saying is that you're in a, it, a consumer society, the predicate for that is credit. We're in, we're in a credit-based economy. And now you've ratcheted these things up in credit-based economy. Who believes that more than anybody else? Uh, the uh, fiscal irresponsible crowd up on Capitol Hill. If you look at the parliaments and the, and the legislatures in Europe, in the United States, what we've had for since the financial crash in 2008 is fiscal irresponsibility by the legislatures. Continue just to fund all these government programs and all this massive overspending, and you've had central banks, Bank of England, European Central Bank, uh, the German Central Bank, and of course, the Mac Daddy, the Federal Reserve, that's just there not to put their foot down and not to put any kind of monetary uh, restrictions on uh, the fiscal irresponsible legislatures, but just to go along with it, just basically print money. And so now we're in a jam. And one of the jams you see here, because if you deal in a bankruptcy, you deal, if, you, if you go into a company and try to help a company restructure, the thing you have to do is figure out what's the sources of cash and what's the, what's the cash used for. 
And that's what these government accounts show. The sources of cash, taxes, corporate taxes, fees, tariffs, all of it, are incorporated in that line of all proceeds into the U.S. government. That has been predicated upon, and people have done modeling off on, and the debt deals, all these deals, we told guys these models were wrong, EJ, uh, was $5 trillion. $5 trillion and going up, and it got to $5 trillion, quite frankly, because of Trump's tax cuts that have kind of kicked in and had, it, it, it led to growth in the economy. We told you the Biden regime, the Biden regime, hang on one second, the Biden regime, and particularly Janet Yellen, just came out the other day, we have plenty of money, we can finance, we can finance Ukraine, we can finance Israel, we can do it all. We can, you know, the $80 billion, $60 billion for Ukraine, not a problem, we can do that. That's a bald-faced lie. That's just a bald-faced lie, and they're lying to you here. They had the the total cash in they can't hide. That's $4.4 trillion. It's a massive miss. And they should have warned people about this, and they didn't, because they've been trying to hide it. EJ, that number of their total expenditures is also a lie, and we'll work the weekend and prove it's a lie by Monday or Tuesday. There was more expenditures than 6.1. E- even, even, <laughs> even in their case, it's $1.7 trillion, which is up 23%, and they're getting hammered. But the reality, it's $2 trillion, and they went out of their way to come up and try to figure out another $300 billion they could hide so they didn't have to get there. EJ, what's the implication for this for, uh, for interest rates? As you, your called shot is that the 10-year treasuries, if I remember, everybody in the audience who have no interest in the bond market, remember your life, your material life, the, the, the framework of that is set around the 10-year, the price of the 10-year treasury. Everything's priced off that. Your car loan, your credit card, your student loan, uh, every, your mortgage, all of it. Everything in your life, because we're a credit-based society. Remember that. A credit-based society. It's all off the 10-year treasury. You said the 10-year treasury at 5, which is the stock market collapsed yesterday because it hit 5%. You say because of these numbers, it's going to go fairly rapidly to 8%. Is that what you're telling me? That's what we're looking at right now, Steve. Absolutely. And the latest numbers, I think, from the Treasury, no matter how much uh, they try to beautify them, frankly, I think that supports that theory because they can, they being the Treasury, continue borrowing at this absolutely breakneck pace. I mean, we spent almost $880 billion in interest on the debt in the last fiscal year, and that is going up, not only because the the debt itself is going up, but also because interest rates continue rising. In fact, even if interest rates stay where they are right now at 5%, as we've discussed previously, there is a tremendous amount of debt tens of trillions of dollars worth that needs to be rolled over from lower interest rates to these higher interest rates. And just to put that that $880 billion number uh, in perspective here, if you look at the Department of Defense and you include all of the military programs in there, that's only $776 billion. So we are literally spending more to service the debt than we are on our military right now. And again, that's only going to get worse. The thing I'm working on with these hedge fund guys is actually we believe that the interest number is going to be $1 trillion or north. And once we hit that, just remember something. Damocles' sword, which is over the American people, is the face amount of the, of the debt. We're never going to pay off one penny. Every day we accumulate, and it goes to the face amount of the principal of the 33 trillion, and we've added a trillion dollars. One trillion dollars has been added to the nation's debt since the McHenry-McCarthy-Biden debt deal in April. And they want to know why people are furious. They want to know why people are outraged at this. 
You, and people, have, it, 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 look into your community. Look at the opportunities. And hey, if EJ and Tony's right, and the 10-year treasury goes from five to eight, 25% of the businesses in this country will be bankrupt. I'm not going to be able to service your debt. Because remember, that's a risk-free government rate. Goes to 8%, 33% of the people in this country will be belly up. You'll have to walk away from the credit card debt. You just assume go bankrupt and have to pay it off at those rates. This is, you can't, the math, the math here is, is quite straightforward. This is not quantum mechanics. You've had a political class that has, the Democrats are out of control. Remember, they believe in modern monetary theory, which, oh, deficits don't matter. Well, hey, you're seeing right now they do, as we've said for years. But it's the Republican collaborationist. And that is this fight you're seeing on Capitol Hill. To get to limited government, to get to fiscal responsibility, you've got to get into the trenches. EJ, I want to thank you for changing your schedule on Saturday to do this. I know you're going to work on all weekend. We'll be back here Monday. Where do people follow you on Twitter and social media? Because you're doing an amazing job, sir. Uh, best place to follow me is going to be on, on Twitter or X, whatever we call it now. Uh, and the handle there is at real EJ Antoni. EJ, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming thank on. Thank you, Steve. Okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. I've got an incredible trailer. Dinesh D'Souza, who kind of in mid-career became our most prolific and brilliant filmmaker, uh, has got a new, a very chilling film out called Police State. We have a trailer. I want to play for that. We're going to play the trailer. Just drop the Hank Williams. We'll play that later. Promised Land. We're going to play the trailer to take us out to break in this sector, and then I'm going to bring in Dinesh for an interview. So you're going to see the trailer for the new movie Police State from Dinesh D'Souza. Let's go ahead and hit it. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. I've never seen anything like it. It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. FBI warrant, come to the door now! There's a heavy banging at my door. Open up! It's 15 marked units on my property. I got SWAT in the back of my house. It took a battering ram to my door. 6 a.m., I hear boom, boom, boom. And hear about six to eight military-style Soldiers, with the tallest one of them pointing an automatic rifle at my head. FBI, we have an arrest warrant. Shock you out of sleep, drag you out of your house, have clothes, refuse to give you a warrant, ransack your house. Now I'm facing 15 years in federal prison for doing nothing other than exercising my right to free speech. I had no reason to be attacked. I hope that you remember Matt's name and the role you played in killing him. How did we give the state this kind of power? 9-11 changed everything. We're going to expand the Bureau from law enforcement to domestic intelligence. Legal shackles are now off. It used to be Islamic terrorism. That threat has kind of dissipated. Our focus is shifting. They're moving to domestic extremists. It really paints anybody who's right of center. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. 
the demand for domestic terrorism vastly outstrips the supply. When candidate Trump came down the escalators, the government had a meltdown. We are going to drain the swamp. We'll see about that. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. Google literally rewrote their news algorithm based upon what Trump was doing so they could get this guy. You just take out the word Russiagate and you put in COVID origins. You take out COVID origins and you put in Hunter Biden's laptop. You take that out and you put in January 6th. It's the replicated play from the deep state and their partners in the media. They're not just deplatforming you. They are trying to throw people in prison. If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Hands on your head! These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech! Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it. Because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action, use your agency, do it today, get the benefits of the sale. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Okay, welcome back. We're at the CPAC uh, strategy session. First off, uh, breaking news, um, BLM has shown their true colors. They're not just pro-Hamas. When you say pro-Hamas, it's pro-Muslim Brotherhood terrorist. There's a huge article that you guys, one of your initiatives with Ted Cruz, are going to boards of directors and, and making sure that people are taking ownership of backing BLM and taking down things, forcing their hand. That's right. Do you back them? And if you back them, you're backing, uh, you're backing basically murder, and assassination, rape, and torture of the Israeli people. So this is a twofold thing here. Which the first thing is, let's hold these uh, companies accountable that have gone full woke. We know they're mostly white CEOs who are virtue signaling, so they don't get forced out of the positions they're in and their lucrative deals. So uh, you know, when you go after these. People who are on the boards of these companies, they don't like it. They don't really have much of a public profile. When they do get media attention, it's because uh, it's a puff piece on what, what a brilliant person they are strategically or financially. Uh, and so we're staying on this BLM case. And the big news is, is that uh, thanks to the help of uh, Ted Cruz retweeting our tweets, that Coca-Cola pulled down their comments on BLM. Um, I mean, they're is, pro-comments. Yeah, they're pro-comments on BLM. We haven't really had any company 
take a step back. Wow. And we got to get more companies to do that. Now, what's the other piece of this story? The other piece of the story plays into your coverage of the speaker's race, which was what I tried to explain to Scalise and McCarthy as we were going into this latest election was we had a chance, those of us who are Republicans, had a chance to divorce the Republican Party from both the truth and the perspective that we were a held captive of large corporations. Big time. You could actually separate yourself from these large corporations. Why? Because these large corporations said they wouldn't use any PAC dollars to anybody who were election deniers. So you had a majority, right, of uh, 90% of the corporate PACs not agreeing to fund any of the races that McCarthy yeah. and Emmer and these guys Remember, were they saying, bailed on us right away. They bailed right, on us right away. So right I said, President Trump went to Mar-a-Lago. They said, we're out. You guys are finished. My point to McCarthy and Scalise was, why don't you go right back at him and say, when we get this majority, we're never meeting with you. They both thought that was too aggressive. And that's the problem we have. They don't want to play that game. And the game is, we actually don't need you anymore. If we are connected to the voters across this country and divorce ourselves from K Street and Wall Street, will be a much healthier movement. What you have the grassroots. This is Main Street versus K Street. That's what this battle comes down to right now in the House. Put it in perspective. You've been doing this a long time. Is this the most important fight we, we've ever had? Steve just called me old, but it's okay. I can handle it. And, yeah, I've been doing this. You know, I'm, I'm such a loser. I've been doing politics my whole adult life, except for, like, a brief stint when I opened up a business for my dear mother. That's it. I've been doing, you know, and I've had to, people like you, you, you've made me forget all these things I thought I was smart and I knew because it's a whole new world out there. And I do think here's the whole thing on the speaker that people don't get. Let's take all the personalities out of it. When I was a staffer in the House of Representatives and Newt Gingrich, who failed the speaker, no one realizes that he got kicked out. Why did he get kicked out? Because we actually want to make a spending fight. And the only way you'll ever change Washington is through the power of the purse or unless the Supreme Court does its job. There's only two ways this happens. And what we have as Republicans is we've constantly elected leaders who will not make the spending fight. Now, some of them won't make it because they want to spend a lot of money. But a lot of them won't make it because they felt like we got our butts kicked by Bill Clinton back, back in the 1990s. This is 30 years ago, and they're still in the fetal position over the fact that Dick Morris outmaneuvered them a little bit. And today, what they have to do is shed the lessons of the past and ask themselves, this discretionary spending we're you talking about? You think that's tied back to the 90s where they, yeah, they, they, totally they interpreted the lesson Completely. that instead of people want the federal government to be you, – you want limited government, and the way you do is get stop the spending. Their lesson was the exact opposite. We'll be defeated unless we keep up with the spending, and that's why no matter what they say, that's right. they come here and so do So Reagan it. shut down the government eight times in eight years as, as president. It was the tool. It's the tool. By the way, all of history with parliaments is having – a fight over the power right. of the purse. You never get anything you want unless right. you leverage everything you have. Ronald Reagan knew that, and he got a lot of changes, not as much changes as we wanted. So when that new majority came in in 1994, we, our head was – I was a staffer. Our heads were full of steam. We were going to close down this government. That's what it took to get change. And we felt like we lost because Bob Dole and the Senate Republicans, this will shock you, gave in and said, no, 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 we can't do this shutdown thing. This is crazy. We're getting bad – we're getting hate mail. Uh, we can't get hate mail. We're politicians. We've got to get love mail. And so they don't want to have the power of the purse fight. But, Steve, it's only like 13 percent of the budget now. As you know, the whole government's on autopilot. It's not even the same setup as it was in the 1990s. Now everything's on autopilot. You're talking about very, very little disruption in a shutdown. We, even though it's a little bit, we better use it. 
as we will never defund this weaponized bureaucracy. Have you ever seen the grassroots as fired up as they are about this fight? This and a combination of things. The first thing is, is they're scared to death about what's happening in places like Georgia. They're scared to death when they know that there are thousands of people being terrorized by the FBI and the DOJ. They're scared to death when they, when they realize what's going on in their schools. You mean when you see the people that stood up as citizens and tried to have some effect into the 2020 election, when you're seeing them rolled up yes. and prosecuted and may go to prison for multiple years like in Wisconsin and the Georgia. guy the other day who just was prosecuted for putting out a meme against Hillary Six Clinton. Six months in prison. This is, you know, this is basic First Amendment stuff, and people are scared to death about that because they don't know what's coming next for them. Now, the bad news for the left is, is that our people realize that if we don't win this time, right, we've got to win big to win because of the cheating. If we don't win this time, they kind of think it's all down the drain. So, like, we can look at that and say that's bad for us because a lot of people are being uh, cooled or chilled from being more politically active. I think it's the opposite. I think we're going to have people do things they never would have considered doing in a legal context to win this race. You mean grassroots and other people Absolutely. volunteer to do something? Talk about that because uh, you're out here strategizing with people. you got some amazing speakers, amazing advisors. Why is CPAC next year? It's in the end of February. That's right. The back, back in the swamp. Back in, in D.C. Why is this one going to be so important? Uh, because I think this is the make it or break it. I mean, everyone always says the most important election, yada, yada, yada. We all know this. You know, they're trying to put Donald Trump in prison. And you said this in your remarks. They're going to do everything it takes to stop him. And we're going to it's do it. zero probability they will allow him to come back in, right? right. And we say it's zero probability right. that he will not go back in. That's right. That gap is what 2024 is all about. That's exactly right. And the, the, we know if we're going to win this country, it's not, we're not going to win it because we raise more money, right? We're not going to win it because we had more praiseworthy editorials in our newspapers and, and our TV stations, right? That None of that is operable anymore. How are we going to win this thing? It's going to be the, the guy that doesn't have power and doesn't have wealth uh, who's going to stand up and defend the country. And I don't mean doing anything inappropriate. I mean very basic things. And it all starts with the idea, think about this. You're allowed to leave your home, get on a bus or an airplane or get in your car. They still let cars be legal and go assemble. And, they, and what the left is, is simply trying to do is make it so we can't assemble anymore. Because when we assemble, they're going to use words like insurrectionist, terrorist, blah, 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 domestic terrorist. Steve, if we go to mass, we're domestic terrorists these days, well, right? Of course, exactly. The Latin mass particularly, right, according to the FBI. So this is a very serious question. Will we do what it takes to save the country? And I think... Um, I think CPAC actually scares them, which is why I think they come after us so much. I think that they feel like they're just about ready to break their back of these grassroots conservatives across the country. And I don't really love the word conservative anymore because I think it's just America and civilization. And I think we're going to show them this year we're going to get a four-year delay in their attempt to destroy our civilization, a four-year delay. Now, the long-term— What do you mean because we're, we'll win we get in Trump 2024, for four, years. four years? We get Trump for four years. What are we going to do after that? That's going to be right. the next great the, question. Big question. Because you're not going to take this thing apart in four and years. And I don't think— You can stop it. You can stop it and do some turnaround. But this is a 20-year project. But I don't think Trump should pick a VP who's his heir apparent. I think Trump should pick a VP who helps him rip out the gears and change the government. And then we're going to have this big conversation— about who's to follow up to Trump, and I think that's going to be an important conversation. It's going to be huge. Talk to me about one of the things in 22 that I think people admit, TikTok and other technology that got young people, and, and not just that, people under 40, maybe not young people, people under 40 more engaged. Is, is CPAC going to address that? Are you going to have an aspect that addresses technology as an active part of as an active part of not just get out the vote, but to mobilize people? Yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, one of the things that's the most exciting uh, meshing of politics and, uh, and markets is the idea that a lot of our 
uh, donors and activists are also in this conversation. You know, Eric Prince is here. Uh, Eric Prince hopefully will be joining our board, and uh, he's, wow. he's got some great new technology. And to take over as head of security? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, if people keep talking about Cash Patel being the head of the FBI and the CIA, he's, I don't know. Can you see Eric Prince being the head of the FBI? First CIA, off, I that want, could be good. Want, no, no. Granola State. Cash at CIA, Eric Prince at DOD. I want the TV rights for the confirmation hearing. I'll be a billionaire. It'll be the most over the top. We're just doing three in a row. This is, that's pure Trump. And I'm going to talk about someone who's in the room here, Revere Payments. Uh, that is a very important piece of the infrastructure by which if you're running a business and you have online sales, you've got to use non-woke options. Big time. Uh, we've had a huge problem with this at CPAC. We're yeah. constantly being canceled. We're constantly getting letters from lawyers on this, that, or the other reason we have to have an ecosystem that protects our ability to do financial no, The payment system was one of the most complicated to set up, and you can't have a patriot economy until you have a, patri- uh, a payment system that doesn't get – you don't get shut down. Or and we're all going to get Eric's phone. The unplugged yes. phone, it's got its own ecosystem, it's got its own communication Eric's system. Eric's going to be here tomorrow. You remember the 300, 300, we were the test, though. There are 300 of the Warren Posse got the first ones. 500. Just delivered. He lied to you already. Eric, he's sneaky. He's sneaky. No, no, he knows. Where's Boris when I need him? He, he knows, no, he knows that it's... It's your community, Steve. Quite yeah. frankly, that um, we're going to have to promote these products in new and ways. But that's where ways. we get test. That's where we get test the beta site and make sure everybody it all works and people are happy. What I like about it is in the in the presentation you first did it, a young person I think that got to the age of t- thirteen would have already had seventy two million impressions, advertising mm-hmm. impressions, to form their character, and that's one of the reasons this phone you, you don't get anything. I mean, they've really worked on this to make sure it's blocked. Not just from a security standpoint, you can use it because Eric, as you know, is all over the world. But that it actually, if you get it from members of your family, it can actually block all the garbage, all the bilge that comes in and, and tries to tries to get around them. So that's where we're really excited. That whole patriot economy of these different vendors that are trying to build uh, companies that uh, so people don't have to give money to people that hate them. That's and right. And, and think about your phone is, is such a ubiquitous item and uh, all of it, all of it. Is going to bad stuff, bad people, people Terrible. who hate the country. And uh, if we can actually have – this is the most important part of all the innovation is to make sure your phone is separated from it. Then we get the online payments uh, taken care Big of time. with Revere Payments. We're going to get law firms. We're going to have separate financial institutions. But you let me tell you – Banks, insurance companies, all of them. N- none of this is going to work if we don't win in no, 2024. Uh, for CPAC, what should people be planning on? How do they follow you? When's this going to take place? Because this is going to be the, the most, this is even going to be more important than when President Reagan came. So we're going to try to lose as much money as we can on CPAC because we're just like practically selling the tickets for nothing. We've done this for the very first time since I've been chairman is uh, for the whole four days, it's less than a hundred bucks. Wow. You can go to our website right now, CPAC.org. There will not be a financial reason why you can't be at CPAC if you're a kid. A hundred dollars for four days? Yeah, and if you're a kid, it's 50 bucks. So uh, there's no reason not to be there. Um, and, and I think, look, it's a, it's a big screw you to uh, those folks that want to keep all of the patriots out of their nation's capital. They want to make them feel like you might get arrested, that they're going to hassle you. And CPAC is a big pushback to that. And I would just say this, Donald Trump's always had an affinity toward, uh, to come into CPAC. He's come every single time he possibly could. Um, like Reagan before him, Reagan went for something like 13 years. Um, and by the way, CPAC was established 
to make Ronald Reagan a national presidential figure. Exactly. So the fact that CPAC has a warm and cozy relationship with Donald Trump, I think, is a good thing. For those for those people that try to make it sound like it's a bad thing, they're wrong. Kind of made him a national political figure. He uh, sure did. Social media. How do people follow you? M Schlapp at M Schlapp on everything. And the and the and the and the uh, the Twitter gets a little spicy. Yeah, I get yelled Mercedes at. Mercedes not on top of that all the time. I get yelled at. Yeah, Do you get yelled you, at by your daughter sometimes when you no, say things? No, she's, 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 worse, she's worse than I am. Is she? She's 100 times worse. She's the she queen. seems so she, sweet. She's sweet, but she's, she's like Grace Chandra, the queen of the hot takes. Well, nasty. I, that, they get nasty. That doesn't happen in the slap household. I am often chastised. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mercedes is classic. But you know what she says to me? She says she yells at me, and then like a year later, she goes, you know what? You were right. So, you know, it all works out. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. Back in a moment. Matt, thank you so much. Back in a moment. CPAC. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, Wendy Kenny is one of those people behind the scenes that is actually saving so much of the patriot movement. Here's the reason. In the mechanisms of the patriot economy, or just the overall economy, you have to have a payment service. Most people just think banks just do that. But we've had a, a really a, a, a plague of these people just determining with no justification that you're not worthy. And this is basically debanking. You're not worthy to, to, to basically be in business and this is where they, they're particularly at the beginning, shut people down with no explanation at all, no rationale, just bang. Uh, correct. And you see it on a broad spectrum. You see it not only from a, a business, you know, a business getting their merchant services shut down and then getting their accounts frozen. And you see it with, with just consumers as well. Um, not all banks are payment processors and not all payment processors are banks. We warn people consistently if you are in what the banks see as a reputational rich risk, that's a catch-all for anything they want, any reason they want to shut you down, don't process your payments where you bank. 
because they have full access to your bank accounts. They can come in at any point, pull money, freeze money, freeze accounts. It's a very dangerous situation. Because once they got that, they have your cash. That's right. right? They shut you down. You're, That's right. you're, you're done. That's right. You can go and whine right. all you want, but uh, it's their decision-making where they let you have access. People forget the great Mike Lindell. This whole thing started with Mike Lindell, not just the pulling back the credit, but it was the merchant services. That's right. His guys, the, the, the payment service guy shut him down. That's right. He had, I, he had been, more. I think, at American Express or somewhere for decades. And boom, they just they shut him right down. That's correct. And we've been we've been doing this for about twenty years. So we I started in the industry with an entire vertical that the banks deemed as high risk, and we're shutting down and holding money. And that was in the direct selling space. So we've been around a long time in this cancel culture world. We just didn't realize it would it would evolve to cancel culture because you say something or you have a certain business that people don't like or you put an American flag up or you make American flags. And those are the type of reasons things have been have been pulled. That's the, right. The, the reasons people it blow their heads up. But and once this happens, this is a death sentence. Yes. Particularly if you're going in cash flow and you're cash flowing things. Look for Mike Lindell. That great company, I mean, they were an extremist for a while because the merchant service thing, the account shut down and they, they, didn't, uh, they didn't process their payments. Um, the company's Revere. Revere Payments. How can people get access to you? How, how do they say, hey, I've got even, is, is, it, is there a certain size that you have a minimum requirement for? We, we do not. Nope, nope. We, we love everyone. <laughs> Equally. You will take on all comers. We will. We will. So, so in the public SQ, we're trying to get entrepreneurs because they're an exchange. Eventually, they're going to try to be like Amazon. With the list. And we're partnered with public, public uh, SQ. Yeah, we. Are you the payment we, processor we are, for them? We are. Do you take on basically all the all the Patriot economies? I know War Room is with you guys. Yes. I have no. This tech thing is so far beyond me. But my team. Grace and the team who do a great job said you are by far the best and provide the best services. So Thank you. We really pride ourselves on white glove service, and, and nothing is sent offshore. So when you call into Revere, you call into the United States. Nothing is sent. We don't send you to some foreign, obscure country. You talk to the same people over and over. The white glove service is really something we, we have done for 20 years and what we're known for. Uh, and remember, when President Trump uh, left in, in January, February of 2021, all of people associated with President Trump were debanked. I'd been in places for 30 and 40 years and made these people a lot of money. Didn't care. Boom. Gone. They, they did a uh, – they, they these guys – the people were just brutal. If you're associated with Trump, you're, you're – you're, it's called reputational risk, which is total nonsense. They but, did I mean, this to a doctor recently. A yeah. doctor with his, all his executives and then his extended family members, they debanked everyone associated with him. So how do they – once again, where do they get – folks out to, there? Because I know we get a whole – we're approached every day by people that want to become part of this Patriots economy. We're building an alternative economy. Just like Dinesh D'Souza talks about the, the police state, it's happening. We can't let ourselves fall to the, the uh, financial infrastructure because then they have total power and can shut you down. Where do people so, go? So, ReverePayments.com. They can also follow us on X, Truth, or Gather at Revere Payments, or they can follow me at Payments CEO. Amazing. You're doing a great job. And thank, thank you. you. Th thank you for all the help you've given the, uh, the, the war room because we wouldn't be the robust, vibrant operation we were if it was not for you. So, Wendy, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. The next hour, Alex Jones, Eric Prince, Ken Paxton, Caroline Wren. Wow. Mike Lindell. What a show. Stick around. We're going to go out with uh, I'm Bound for the Promised Land by the Hillbilly Shakespeare, one of the greatest musicians in the history of this republic, Hank Williams. Uh, one of his best songs. Take it away. We'll see you back here in a moment. Second hour of the war. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand and cast a wishful eye to Canaan's fair and 
possessions lie I am bound for the promised land I am bound for the promised land Oh, who will come and go with me I am bound for the promised land Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. 
How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.